Greetings, rulers. I was very pleased to welcome back comedian Keith Carey to the podcast. You can follow him at Keith Tells Jokes on Twitter. Please also check us out on patreon.com slash nightrule to look at our bonus episodes and some of other cool content. Today's song is Insomnia by YMO. And without any further ado, this is Night Rule. begin by saying welcome to night rule ladies and gentlemen we are joined again for the second time by comedian keith carey i mean this is the first time you've uh, you've actually like we, we've had you on the night rule podcast and it's been all above board the last time i just recorded with you for the other podcast and then through the magic of technology repurposed and rebranded it and got a got a, a great two for one thing going yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on there because I came on to talk about hockey poorly and then it's like, all right, you're on my other podcast and you're on my OnlyFans. I was really getting uh, getting pimped out all over your digital footprint, but it's yeah. uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, it just goes to show, you know, don't go, don't don't ever agree to go on someone's podcast just because they uh, they offered to give you a ride home from the bar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah and also I'm, I'm really glad i'm really glad to have you on uh, night rule again though because honestly like you're one of the few people who come on the podcast that's in the same time zone as me and it's just nice to like talk to someone who really gets it you know like yeah uh, really say, understands say, that western time zone life yeah well it's like i say 10 p.m i say 1 p.m in the afternoon you know whatever it's not it's not like you're off in some other time zone you know right. doing a doing a podcast with that 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 uh, someone else who used to do podcasting with and i'm just like you know frustrated and i feel you know like i, I don't even know what's going on you know like i thought you were podcasting with me who's this other person i thought i thought that was over keith yeah no i'm i'm, I'm sorry man <laughs> so uh so how uh, how are you holding on there like is la gone like full grapes of wrath we talked about the comedic grapes of wrath last time i don't know how much has changed yeah, it's uh, it, it's weird right now out here because it's like uh, I live a little bit outside of like L.A. proper. I'm down by like the beach, so I'm not like right in the middle of the city. But it's like every news story is about L.A. just being like the fucking World War Z because it's like the epicenter of COVID and stuff. But my neighborhood is pretty much kind of the same. Like it does. Like I'm getting texts from like people who live out of state who are like, "Are you okay? Do you need money or bandages or something?" <laughs> like they think it's gone. Like they, they think it's full Mad Max out here, and really, it's the same kind of uh, baseline shitty it's been for about a year at this point. Mm. Just like you know, the homeless homelessness problem and whatnot, just getting like slowly worse and worse, as opposed to like one big wave of like a. Yeah, a, I mean, I mean, my neighborhood is conservatively eighty-five percent homeless anyway, so uh, it's uh, it's not that big of a, a pivot, really. 
Maybe I'm gonna get some people some homes. Homes, don't you think? Homes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, hell yeah, homes. No, I. Uh, yeah. yeah, you'd think, right? It is a uh, lot, lot of watching, uh, watching homeless people sleep in front of empty hotels during all this, and be like, I can't, uh, can't handle how blunt force of a metaphor everything is when I'm just trying to go buy cigarettes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, it's the exact same way when I go to buy pot. I have to go through like the the rough part of town, and I'm just like, well. You know, just nose up, I guess. But uh, lately, like my 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 approach, uh, fairly recent up until fairly recently, was just you know just try and not look. You know, like a avert your eyes, children type philosophy. Right. I, I thought that might help improve my mood, and then I decided, you know, no, just look, like like take it all in, bathe in it, just accept the fact that there's this social ill in front of you, and you're just seeing like people super fucked up, and that's just what it is, man. And I think that that yeah. approach is actually working a lot better for me. Well, it's kind of like it's this weird thing where it's like you know the world has always been pretty bad it's just uh now we're all in a bad mood so i feel like we're noticing shit more like a lot of people who were able to kind of ignore some pretty rotten realities for a while mm. yes yeah, definitely more and more stuff seems to be coming to the surface like i don't know uh, i mean we can we can dive right into uh stock market manipulation i'm 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 pretty sure that the stock market has never been manipulated in any way shape or form up until now i'm pretty no, it's, sure it's market totally manipulation honest, is totally dude. new <laughs> Yeah. Like, like all things involving American money, it's totally above board on the level and doesn't fuck over everybody all the time 24-7. <laughs> I guess they have sil silver is up 11%, like the it's greatest rise in like any like short span. Yeah, I, I, I so I've been trying, it, it's funny, I, I, I think a lot of people are doing this. I've been trying to figure out what the fuck happened with the GameStop thing. And every time I find like a, an article or a tweet that's like, I'll explain this simply. I read it and then I feel like I understand even less of what the fuck happened. Uh, but from what I do understand, the silver thing is like a trap maybe. Like that's not the Reddit people. That's like some outside force trying to like trick the Reddit people into screwing oh, wow. themselves over with silver. There's there's so Crazy. many layers of weird, weird uh, like sabotage and like government involvement at this point. Like I don't understand what's happening. Well, I mean, on a certain level, I definitely know, you know, you can you can commit some pretty nefarious acts vis-a-vis uh, -vis, like stock trading and commodities trading um, just by like convincing a certain number of people of, of, the, of, of the value or lack of value in something. So I'm kind of surprised that like that taint has not reached like social media at all up until now. It seems like that would have like been a thing much earlier that like people would be posting on Facebook about this or that or there'd be right. a Wall Street bets Reddit page that like, so it seemed it, it's, I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen before. Yeah, and I don't, I, it seems like it kind of existed before because I have friends who are kind of in like the uh, like the weird cryptocurrency stock market kind of like corners of the internet. Right. And I think it's, I think it's kind of existed before. It just didn't really blow up in the mainstream until, uh, you know, the past couple of weeks with all the GameStop stuff. I, uh, it's funny, I've had a bunch of people like reach out and tell me I got to get in on the GameStop thing. And I'm, I'm sure there probably was money to be made, but like every time I hear somebody go like, okay, there's this weird thing where you download your money into this thing that doesn't make sense and it's foolproof and everybody wins. I feel like that's a lot of people who end up broke. Sure. Like I, I don't, I, I don't trust it. I can't, I can't trust the Bitcoin shit. Uh, I, I would prefer to just keep my money in a mattress. Like I'm very, uh, very paranoid in that way. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of it comes down to the the simple principle of you know like uh, the early birds. You know, you and me will find a lot of money pie, you know, and then Johnny and Sally come lately. We'll go to eat their pie, and boo hoo, 
it's only crust. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's the most confusing metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're birds and there's pie, but it's money. But somehow because we're in the Western time zone, we get the best pie. I I couldn't begin to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's 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 my approach as a financial advisor. Generally, you know, you wanna you wanna obfuscate. Yeah. That's obfuscate, yeah. obfuscate, obfuscate. Yeah, basically, just keep coming up with more and more weird metaphors until somebody goes, "I'll give you a hundred dollars because you must know what you're talking about," and I don't. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so I also, you know, the first actual like uh, like professional comedian I've had on since the Capitol riots. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for some of your takes on that. I mean, my takes on it have kind of evolved over time, um, uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure you've got some commentary on it in terms of, you know, the, uh, the, the, un, the unshaven horde that descended upon, uh, the unshaven horde of like apparently like mostly like lawyers and like managers. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it, 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 it's really funny cause it's, uh, you know, it, it's all people who seem to kind of want this, uh, crazy government overhaul and like this almost fascist like rule of like sort of like the Trump coup is kind of what they were going for. And then when the government uh, responded by being like, oh, we are very powerful and you're all going to jail. Uh, they all seemed really surprised and pissed off. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's hard because it's uh, like on one hand, like fuck all of those people. And I think it was the worst thing, but I kind of like, like I, I feel bad for him to some extent because I feel like the past couple years and especially the last year have just driven everyone crazy. Uh, and I think like, you know, people in my kind of lefty, wokeity woke bubble went crazy and just like dyed their hair and learned how to make bread. But then uh, people from middle America went crazy in the let's blow up an RV and try and take over the White House way. Uh, and I think it's... Uh, it's very weird to to think about what's going to happen in this country, like in the next couple weeks. In the next couple of weeks, in what sense? You mean like, and then, uh, or in the next couple months, even just like, yeah. like it's like it's very much a vibe of like the uh, you know once Biden did get sworn in and we kind of got through that, the the political people and kind of the government really seems to be like, well, that was weird, but let's just kind of carry on. And I'm like, there were. It's like 10,000 terrorists in front of the Capitol building less than a month ago. Uh, I don't I don't think anyone's done being pissed off and uh, a threat. Uh, so I'm still kind of waiting for the next thing to blow up is what I'm getting at. Mm, mm. What I mean, uh, just metaphorically, I assume you're, you're hoping you're hoping metaphorically, but you probably don't know if your if your prediction is 100 percent metaphorical at this point. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm I, 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 I'm not hoping at all. I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But uh, metaphorically, so so the riot was a pie, and there were four birds dressed like <laughs> buffaloes. And if a train leaves DC, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, now here's here's fifteen hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> there so, we go. I'm rich. What yeah. you said? Your feelings evolved on it. I'm curious what. Uh, well, like at first, you I, don't like, live I, here, so I'm curious on the outside perspective. No, it's true. Um, although I, you know, I'm I'm semi-American, you might say. Um, okay. There's uh, you're America curious. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm 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 beyond America curious. I mean, I did I did live with America for a while, actually. Okay. Um, where we were cohabitating. Um, it was complicated, you know, there was a lot of mixed emotions. We'll get into it later, but um, you know, at first, my first impression was, you know, 
like Jesus, like this is so silly. Um, and I'm so shocked how bad the security was. And, uh, you know, there was obviously a lot of like conspiracy theorists and some white supremacists mixed in there too, you know, people with Confederate flags. And, you know, I watched a lot of CNN in the days following and like they, they really had their hair on fire. And then I oh, also yeah. watched Fox and Fox was just like, you know, really just dog whistling support for really the whole thing the whole time, which is interesting to see, but I really didn't agree with either perspective. Like I think ultimately um, what scares me the most is the fact that it was like a, an online conspiracy theory that really kind of like drove the whole thing. And I started to worry about like, what are, what's going to happen with like online conspiracy groups, conspiracy theory type groups, or even cults or whatever you want to call it. Cause like the QAnon uh, group is like, got a very religious tinge to it. Yeah. I'm just worried that like, you know, in the coming decades, we're going to see like, you know, like the Tokyo gas attacks or like the, there was that cult in Oregon that, uh, that poisoned people with salmonella. Like it's a little, it's just a little freaky just in terms of like weird, bizarre, uh, like, like out of control internet culture, just like manifest. Oh, very much so. And, it, and it's, it's very frustrating too. Cause I, I like, am kind of fascinated by cults and like, the QAnon cult doesn't even like look cool. Like say what you will about like the Manson family or like the Heaven's Gate people, but like the uniforms looked nice. The aesthetic was good. Everybody if, also if looks like a If you join Scientology, you can, yeah. If you join Scientology, you get to be like in the Navy. Oh dude, it rules. Yeah, you get your fucking, your cool little uh, suit and tie. Man, I feel so bad for the Scientologists because I, when I was living in Hollywood, it was like, I lived a block from like the main headquarters of Scientology. And they're always just out there on the street, just handing out the pamphlets next to the guy dressed like Spider-Man. <laughs> and you can tell they're just like, I wish I could be Spider-Man instead of, oh, L. Ron Hubbard's ghost a million dollars. Although, you know, who knows? It's probably it's probably helped a few people. I don't know. It's uh, Scientology is the one like I think it's uh, you got to get I think it's Germany as the country that just like does not recognize them as legitimate religion still, which I think is like pretty like a way to go Germany, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> way, way to go, Germany. Generally, a hard sentence to get behind. It's but. true. It's true. Sometimes, sometimes it can be a hard one to get out there. Yeah. Um, what's your impression of like? Do, so, are you worried that like, at, like once Biden actually does something big, um, the right wing is going to freak out and they're going to they're going to go from parlor to like storming like every pizza joint in this in the country? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to hit that level because it's. Look, I think part of it is the fact that Trump does not really have the uh, the kind of platform that he had with the Twitter to rile up people on that massive of a level really does help uh, in terms of just like, you know, you're not going to get, you know, however many thousand people to show up to one front yard because the guy said so. Uh, I do think there might be more like kind of random one off, you know, attacks here and there. But I will say this. I thought that at the beginning of the Trump presidency too. And up until kind of, you know, the, the election year, that wasn't as much of a factor as I think a lot of people were worried about. It is amazing. Like there was one thing they talked about on Chapo briefly uh, recently right. was just like how crazy it is that he's not on social media anymore. And like how there's like this Trump shaped vacuum in all of our heads because we all we've all just been living in his head this whole time but like now it's just like poof it's like you don't hear a fucking thing about the guy practically and it was yeah, like all no. you heard about every you went we went from everything went from all to nothing it's ridiculous it's like i've got whiplash from it just like psychically yeah 
like I wouldn't say I miss him, but it is uh, it has changed the tone of my day where I don't wake up and be like, all right, the president said, uh, you know, Puerto Ricans should live on the moon or whatever the fuck his deal is that day. It's uh, it's it's very weird. And I you got to wonder if like, all right, so zoom out a little bit and think about like a few years from now. At what point does the Trump kind of re-legitimization campaign happen where all of a sudden he's like calling into Fox News or he's got like a, you know, he's on Dancing with the Stars or some shit and he oh tries to kind of white. You, you know that will happen because uh, the world is terrible. We will forget about the coup and in 10 years he will be on The Masked Singer dressed like uh, some sort of butterfly that hates Mexicans. Well, I mean, someone, you know, as long as someone can make some money off of, you know, the eyeballs he would bring, I mean, and certainly like the the, the Trump cult has not abated abated that much, it seems to me. Like he's definitely still, like, I don't, I don't even fucking know what the Republican Party is going to be in six months. Like, Well, neither do they is the thing, because that's the thing. You're seeing all these people who like, you know, the day of the riot were very, uh, very full-throated, like, this is not America, da-da-da, who now won't impeach the motherfucker because they're like, oh, right, we need those votes when we try and uh, take back over in two years it's uh it's really going to be kind of a war to see if they try to sort of re-legitimize their own party or if they just double down on what worked i I don't know i think like there's got to be like some like mini form of trumpism that's going to have that's going to survive that'll be like the the little like alien inside the the exoskeleton robotic body kind of pulling the strings you know right it's going to be kind of it's going to be like they're going to they're going to sweep it the sweep the worst elements of that all kind of back under the rug would be my guess and go back to like dog whistling as they've done for decades but i mean uh, to be to be fair to like i mean in terms of like not knowing what the republicans are going to be in six months i kind of also don't know what the democrats are going to be either i mean i've got hopes that they can move beyond like trying to be bipartisan and and we had Harvey J.K. on recently, and he was talking about how, like, even Joe Manchin says he'll he'll you know he'll he'll sign any bill for like four trillion just related to infrastructure spending, for example. So ah. I'd be curious to see if like Biden actually does some actually interesting stuff when when all of our expectations of him are fairly low. I, I and to be honest, I I don't know that he will because uh, I don't think he has to do much to be a vast improvement over the past like four years in the eyes of a lot of people like obviously if you're like a super far left person you're probably not terribly satisfied with biden but if you're kind of like you know center left sort of standard market american democrat like i think him just not being trump alone is gonna be good enough and i don't think we're gonna get these sort of broader kind of sweeping changes and reforms that we do like desperately need in this country well like the need is so great though right like i mean uh I mean, obviously, we're, like Medicare for all is probably like a pie in the sky in the near future. But um, I don't know, stuff like abolishing private prisons and stuff like that, 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 could, that could have a really transformative effect on a lot of communities. Oh, I 100 percent. I 100 percent agree. These things should happen. But I think that uh, it, it kind of comes back to the defund the police concept where it's like if you really break down what that meant and the idea of, you know, they weren't saying get rid of all cops and just let there be the purge. They're saying take the extra money that's being allocated to the police and reinvest it in the communities and in outreach programs and in actually helping people. Uh, but a lot of people cannot wrap their heads around what they just hear the baseline of defund the police. And they're like, oh, there will be no more safety and my house will get fucked up. 
and I think you say something like abolish prisons, it's like, or abolish uh, private prisons. In theory, yeah, that works on the same level. But I think a lot of people hear that and they just go, well, then the criminals are going to come steal my TV. Like people really do go into that primitive, fuck you, protect my thing mindset. And I think it's hard to sell these ideas to a lot of people. I think he signaled that that he might sign an executive order outlawing like private prisons, though. I mean, definitely like defund the police and, and police reform is like a much wider, woolier thing. Um, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of executive action he could do on that front too. Um, I just, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope I'm wrong. I know I'm being the negative guy here. It's just, uh, it, it, it's kind of hard to snap into everything's going to be great mode. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm certainly not arguing that, but I just, I guess I'm, I guess my strike a more, or try and strike a more hopeful tone when it comes to Biden, because I feel like, um, there's just so much opportunity for, for pressure to be exerted on him. Like the Democrats, um, like the, the, the manager, the managers around him and whatnot, I think understand that they probably need to be a little more responsive to their, their base than they are used to being because ultimately right. like they, they, they're, they're used to basically just getting to ignore them. But at this yeah. point, people are just like, look guys, <laughs> like we're yeah. dying, we're dying in the fucking street. So like maybe, you know, right. Well, and, and in a, you're, you're right. And in a fucked up way, the sort of, uh, the ghost of Trump still maybe being able to come back and run in four years, I think we'll also keep Biden honest to a certain extent. Like he can't, he can't afford everyone to be ah uh, whatever about him in four years when Trump shows back up, or he will lose. How much fucking Adderall is Trump going to be on if he's if he runs again in four years? I mean, I sincerely like. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be this guy, but I think he might be dead. Like it's crazy to me that he's not dead yet. Like exactly. he's just he's so fat and he's so clearly on pills and i'm like that's th that guy has a one-way ticket to chris farley town that he is not cashed yet well yeah but i mean unlike chris farley like he would not be missed you know probably very much so and he was not nearly as good on saturday night live no i mean chris farley had had oodles of charisma you know to burn right but i, but I know what you mean yeah chris farleyville in terms of cardiac issues vis-a-vis -vis being overweight and drug use Right. Uh, we lost him too young. This uh, episode yeah. dedicated to Chris Farley. Um, <laughs> so, so what else is going on? Like, what's uh, like? Are you are you you got some stuff on the go? Like, what what do you what do you think's going on in the like, entertainment industry? I, I know they've already optioned a script for the GameStop uh, story, so we could start it, brainstorming yeah. titles to help crowdsource. <laughs> oh fuck that! I I don't know what it is. I just know uh, what's that kid who plays Spider Man? I guarantee you, Tom Holland will be in it, and it will fucking suck. That's my guess. <laughs> I like Tom Holland. No, I, I <laughs> like Tom Holland plenty. He just seems like if you're like, ah, we have to make a shitty movie in a week, call that guy. Like that seems <laughs> like the guy who would say yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, not much moving for me. You know what I mean? Like I, it, I am seeing stuff start to come back a little. I'm still waiting for stand up to come back. I've mostly just been. Uh, hanging out at my house and being annoyed and uh, trying to run a fantasy hockey team during COVID. That's really been the hardest thing for me. Wait, wait, so what's annoying about that? That's what I, now, now you've, you've tickled my, my, uh, my interest. Because, I, I mean, you're a hockey guy, so you know everybody, uh, all the teams keep getting like half their games for the week postponed. Oh, so yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. my guys don't have any games to play. Uh, and it's, it's very funny because if you draw the map of America of like places where you bet COVID would be worse, uh, it's all those teams that have been fucked. It's like, of course, it's Carolina and Texas and Vegas. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, because like the stars uh, like didn't didn't play a game for like the first week or two, right? Yeah, I think like every, like thirty people on the team got it. Well, I feel vindicated in my in in uh, me the fact that I declined to uh, join this hockey pool. I mean, really, I love the draft. If I could just if I could just do the drafting portion of a, of a hockey pool somehow, which right. makes like no sense because the. <laughs> Like, no, but I something has to happen after you draft. That, that's no, the only part I enjoy. Yeah, the draft part is so fun, and then the rest of it is me, me with no health care, worrying about Canadian millionaires being healthy enough to go beat up the sharks. <laughs> like it's so fucking weird. Um, I recently, I recently did something I haven't done in a long time. It was really strange. It was like I, I, I read this thing they call a book, and I noticed. Very strange that while I was reading it, um, no one was like chiming in and like giving me like likes and comments and saying, "Way to go, Isaac! Good job reading that." And, and like that's a, is wasn't that I totally agree with this and one hundred percent emoji. Um, are you are you reading right. anything these days, dude? I I I multiple times have like tried to commit to be like I'm gonna read a book. And I get like three pages in and I realize I like forgot how to read. Like not 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 like physically, like I can still read, obviously, kind of, but like I uh I just I have no attention span left. I I don't know how to get it back. What were we talking about again? Yeah. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, I also wanted to ask you now, I have, I'm starting a new project here um, because I think it's really important to um, to strike, a, a, again, kind of a hopeful tone. So my theory okay. is, you know, when the killer robots in the future have us, uh, you know, almost completely, we're almost completely extinct, we're hunkered down in our bunkers and our underground uh, habitations. Um, sure. I assume the killer robots will at that point use things like social media, and the people's metadata on the internet and the podcast they've been on to determine who would be best among the humans to help them uh, recruit and capture the rest of the humans. Like who would be the best collaborators? I'm a big fan of collaboration. I think the meeting of minds to solve problems is like a really important element of like human like life. So you, so think, for, so you think the robots aren't like enslaving people. They're just like using, they're recruiting them via social media. Like uh, it's like a fire festival kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, but they're also they want to know which you know which people out there have kind of the charisma that they could utilize to help draw out the the mass from hiding, you know, for, okay. for, for further extermination. So, like, what what skills would you say to the killer robots of the future that you would bring to the table as a, as a future collaborator, maybe someone to help them recruit people to toil in their underground sugar caves, etc. I, I I mean, I'll start. I like I love this experiment, and I'll start here, which is that. Uh, I feel like their number one thing they're gonna do is convert human matter into energy. And uh, I'm fat as shit. I got a lot of human matter. So I don't think it matters how charming I am. I think they're gonna turn me into a very hefty car battery of a dude in one of their processing pods. Mm. Uh, that said, I don't know. I mean, look, I've gotten people to show up to stand-up shows. Like I can get 10 people, but I don't know if that's the kind of numbers the robot overlords are gonna want. No, no, 10's good. I'm pretty sure 10's good. Yeah. It's like a bringer show. It's like, all right, I can get 10 people to show up, buy one drink, and be enslaved by the Terminators. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I just can't see me being one of the ones they want on the front lines. Because I think I'm also 
what what'll happen is I'll be like, yeah, I'll go get them for you. Then I'll try to run and they'll watch me waddle away and be like, all right, well, we wasted this and then shoot me in the back with a laser. See, surprisingly, the killer robots really appreciate self-effacing humor and, and, okay. and, and whatnot. So I'm getting, I'm actually getting the algorithm is telling me, you know, your metrics are pretty good, Keith. You might be surprised. I think I think there could be a future for you as uh, as a grim, like uh, like neo concentration camp guard type thing. And oh, good. This this guy, the post post Skynet apocalypse. Awesome. I mean, you know, I would love to be Robo, Robo Goebbels. That's uh, that sounds awesome. Robo Goebbels. I think that's the title of today's episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think awesome. we just have to we have to work to work together to build a better future. You know, that's ultimately what, yeah. I, what I'm looking for here. What else? Uh, what else is on your mind in this crazy, uh, this crazy, half imaginary, um, misbegotten version of America that we are uh, we're we're looking at right now, though? I just I don't know, man. I, like I don't. It, it it's it's really freaking me out that we're getting close to the point where we will have like one year anniversaries of stuff that happened in the COVID era. Like I think that's uh, very strange to me. Like that uh that thing on Facebook where it tells you like your memories for one year ago uh, is about to be the darkest fucking app in human history in like a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, kind of like it would have the same tone you'd have uh, in like one of those old movies, like the one year anniversary of like uh, Rosemary's Baby or or the Omen, the kid from the Omen, you know, their one year birthday. You're just like, oh, yeah, the child of evil. Yeah, it, it's very like me and my girlfriend are, uh, you know, uh, we have an anniversary in a few months and it's odd having to plan our second uh, Coronaversary Uh especially like the first one we had, we, we went down, we got a hotel in San Diego and our plan was like, all right, we can drive there. We'll just be in the hotel. And then, uh, you know, it will minimize COVID risk or whatever. And the day we got there was like the day they reopened restaurants the first time in California. So there was this, uh, vibe of like, Oh, Hey man, fucking, I guess we won and the virus is on its way out. And then, uh, that was like 10 months ago. So it's, it's weird having to think about how hopeful we were then and be like, all right, well, I guess we'll try again this year. Yeah, that is very strange. It's, uh, yeah, I think I think human beings are really, are actually very skilled at like holding their breath, like as uh, as one might say, waiting to exhale when it comes to certain things, certain certain requisite elements of life, certain necessities. But I think I think we can only do that for about 18 months before before we really get into trouble. So we're yeah, running out of runway figured. here. Hopefully the vaccine gets distributed and whatnot and i don't know joe rogan yeah. changed his changed his mind says he's gonna take it so that all of his fans take it too see joe rogan is like good trump where it's like all right joe rogan has the capacity to learn and grow that's true that's a good way of putting it yeah and he sure. has an e- he has an equally powerful and annoying mob behind him <laughs> a little more intelligent though because they're taking you know the nootropics and the the that's true. And, did you, know, you see, expanding their consciousness did you see that graphic that was floating the graphic like the ad that was floating around for joe rogan's brain pills it was like him superimposed over a lion no oh it's awesome <laughs> it looks like the fucking uh it looks like the lion king if mufasa was telling you to sweep the leg johnny like it fucking rules hmm. oh i gotta check that out sweep the leg johnny so are you are you a cobra kai guy oh you've tickled my cobra kai uh, I, I have not. Should I be watching Cobra Kai? My roommate watches it, but I uh, 
I, I am hesitant to any like nostalgia bait entertainment at this point. It's, oh, it's nostalgia bait. Like it's 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 the pinnacle of nostalgia bait. I, I don't know. Like my my perspective on Cobra Kai is kind of like it's like it's like the first fish that learned to walk on land. You know, probably because it came from a wealthy family and was very privileged. It was a privileged fish, so it had a lot of time. You could just waste okay. like flopping about, and then the other servant fish would feed it and stuff. And it was like, I'm just gonna flop about in the shallow pool. And then it finally got onto land, and it was like, holy fuck! Like this could change everything. And everyone else was like, holy fuck! This could change everything. And then you look at it, and you're like, that is one ugly ass fish. Like it's not a fish you'd want to you'd want to take home to Ma and Pa, but it's uh potentially potentially revolutionary that's that's my view of cobra kai it's like it's flawed it's got some profound I flaws i, I never thought i'd say this isaac but i miss the simplicity of the birds and the pie metaphor <laughs> <laughs> i don't know give it give it a try if you want to have some fun but it, but that's, it really that's really honestly much. the only sales pitch that's made me want to watch it because everyone else is like it's like cobra the fucking karate kid but like now and he's old and fat and i'm like oh, okay whatever but you're like bringing up quantum evolution and somehow white <laughs> privilege inside of a fish dynamic. So I'm like, all right, I will watch whatever that is. I got very, I was he heavily influenced by Jordan Peterson's lobster metaphor. So I, I try and kind of, I'm not trying to what is the that. What is the lobster metaphor? Well, no, he just, he goes on about how like, you can't ever escape hierarchy because, because lobsters have a hierarchy. Therefore, like, it's like inescapable. I don't know. I don't know why he thinks that uh, lobster existence is necessarily the exact same as uh, the existence for human beings, but um, that's Man. neither here nor there. I, I think I want to pivot. I, like You're inspiring me, and I think you have the kind of brain where you could do this. I would like to pivot out of comedy and trying to pivot into like being a Jordan Peterson type where I just say crazy guy bullshit, but I say it confidently enough that everyone goes, well, he must know what he's talking about. Okay, well, so why? Okay, so tell you what, we're gonna start a new podcast, you and me. We're gonna call it "Saying Crazy Bullshit" that in a that said confidently enough that you just think, "Wow, this guy knows what he's talking about." This is a very long title. It's gonna be hard to squeeze yeah. all that into a, into an iTunes graphic, but you know what? We'll hire smarter men than us to do it. It's true. It's true. Um... We'll put Joe <laughs> Rogan and a lion on there so people know we're on the level. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, how about how about this? I got one more question for you, and I, I really don't okay. know an answer to this one because, you know, I find I find sometimes it's useful to ask a question you don't know the answer to, uh, contrary to the, what the most advice lawyers would ever give you. Um, Elon okay. Musk, new, he's now the wealthiest man on earth. Yay! What what is what is the the difference in the zeitgeist between Jeff Bezos being the richest man on earth, vis-a-vis? or versus rather uh, Elon Musk, in your view? I mean, I don't really have, a. I, I don't like either of those people. I think, uh, I think Elon Musk's branding is that he's sort of like the renegade business guy and he, he's not like, you know, Bill Gates, he's fucking cool. But they're both, uh, they're both seem evil and I don't trust that they're doing anything for the greater good that is not kind of fucking dark and sinister. So really, it's I, uh, just it's it's just a it's a it's the same thing with like a, a different patina painted on top. Yeah, kind of. Well, it's also there's part of me that it's like okay, I look at Jeff Bezos and you tell me Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, and however I feel about that, I can see the direct line to how he got there. Like Amazon has become like such a like a baked in part of human society at this point, but like. Elon Musk, like not that many people have Teslas. Like 
not not to the degree that it would be that uh, profitable. So he's getting his money somewhere, and I don't know where it is, and I don't trust it. Yeah, that is a good point. It's like a little more obscured for sure. I definitely you see Teslas like they exist. Um, oh, they exist, actually, but like, but but that rationale wouldn't the guy who runs like Toyota be the richest guy in the world? Mm-hmm. It would it would be a little more intuitive. You'd be a little easier to understand. Yeah, and maybe maybe this is dumb poor guy brain that I can't wrap my head around it. But uh, yeah, you just need to self actualize, Keith. You just need to you need to you need to learn how to life hack. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I will say I think Elon Musk probably wants to do dumber shit with the money that is not as damaging to humanity. Like, wow. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like the end of the Jeff Bezos's road is like Jeff Bezos genuinely thinks he can uh, run the world right. to a certain extent. When you have that kind of money, like, I, I can't see any function to having like $10 billion other than trying to overthrow the planet. Like, it's otherwise, kinda, yeah. give away 80% of your money, still be the richest person uh, in the country and, you know, spend the rest of your life uh, spending so I, I don't know what he's up to. I don't I don't like it, but I also will not stop using Amazon. Uh, so I guess he wins. It's kind of like um, like Jeff Bezos is like the richest man in the world in like a dystopic, like a Terry Gilliam film, like a Brazil-esque type film. Right. Whereas Elon Musk is more of like a Bond villain who's kind of self-deluded and thinks by like revel, but he'll take over the world and then create a better one, you know? Yeah, Elon Musk act, 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 like absolutely thinks he's Tony Stark. You know, where he thinks he's like this cool, charismatic millionaire who knows what's best for everyone. But he's really just a guy, like he's just an internet guy who got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say. Um, I'm curious to see who like the next richest person on earth is. It's kind of a, I was really shocked by that news. (laughs) To be honest, I was like, really? Seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it seems like it should be Bezos definitely right now since going to the store is illegal or whatever like you you couldn't have a better business to run currently it's true i did notice that the whole all the whole foods in my city they removed all the amazon branding too which i thought was interesting like when they first when they first bought it they were like oh brought to you by amazon but like maybe people are not really into it as a brand anymore as much i mean which you can't really blame them right given the news it, here's here's what's funny about Jeff Bezos is like it, it it's become such a normal part of like the uh, online discourse the idea of let's take a guillotine to Jeff Bezos's house like like that's like a hack tweet at this point is people calling to like eat or behead Jeff Bezos sure uh, and all he would have to do is like if he invested like ten percent of his worth into like uh, like bettering the, uh, the country or the community he could do so much and get so much of that shit off his back and he won't and that's what's crazy to me i mean he, could, like, end, he could end homelessness in america with like one like minor like moving yeah. one number on a spreadsheet that would have like no effect on him at all he could vaccinate the entire country like tomorrow for money he would never notice and the to have so little regard for like anybody that like people are literally calling for your your murder and you're like no i'll keep my mr burns ass level of money is uh insane to me yeah we just need to tax him i'm sorry we're gonna raise that top marginal tax rate i know it's revolutionary some people would consider that like akin to like a violent threat but uh it's not really it's just a it's an accounting problem um right on well uh, what are you an anime guy i've been going on a crazy anime recommendation kick as well by the way 
I, 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 I tried anime a few times uh, and I, uh, you know what it is? I like I like anime in theory. Like I like the uh, I, I like animation, and I think the the art is really cool, and I like I dig all of it. I just feel like every anime is about dumb wizard bullshit that I can't get excited about. Interesting, interesting. I thought I thought you were gonna say all anime is about uh, like a number of other things, like a like a screaming angry teenage boy, um, you know, sexual repression. Uh, yeah, no. I, maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. I like Cowboy Bebop. That's uh, I feel like that's the one anime people who don't like anime like. Oh yeah, Cowboy Bebop's great. Where I was actually just talking about that the other day on the on the podcast. But there's one on Netflix now that's the number one. Like the movie just came out. It was the number one movie in Japan. Japan okay. also also the only country on earth that apparently where Bridgerton is not top ten. Um, or whatever that show's called. So yeah, yeah, Demon Slayer. You should check it out. It's uh, it's dark as fuck. And then, in, and then it also has some nice little like moments, like punctuated with moments of comic relief. But it's just the action alone, I think you'd really enjoy. If you like Cowboy Bebop, which I think has some fantastic action scenes in it, okay, you'll like this one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like the people. idea of something called Demon Slayer because I don't really have to ask what it's about. Like I feel like not not since Snakes on a Plane has a title been so evocative. Exactement, exactement. Yeah. You got it, bro. Um, okay, well, why don't we start the wind-down procedure here? Is there anything you want to share with the uh, with the children? Uh, any admonishments? Any any stock tips? <laughs> any, any stock tips? Uh, yeah, don't listen to me at all, because I uh, I recently celebrated my unemployment getting extended by buying a pube razor. So that's where I'm at as far as financial planning. One of these days, I'm going to be uh, sponsored by uh, what is it, Manscaped? That's exactly the one I bought because it's the official shave your nuts machine of the Montreal Canadiens. And I thought that there was so go. funny. <laughs> um, to uh, check out more of Keith, uh, follow him on Twitter at Keith Tells Jokes. I really enjoy your, uh, your, are you doing that? Like, how often do you post those videos where you do jokes for, uh, is it every uh, the monologue? Uh, I try and do them. I try and do them every weekday. I, I just don't have time to do them every weekday. Like I missed today, but uh There'll be at least three to five every week. Uh, they're on all my social media. They're also on my YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Keith Carey Comedy. Uh, two minutes of decent jokes a day. Uh, so so uh, <clears throat> better than decent, Keith. Keith. Much ah, better than yes. decent, believe me. Um, well, uh, thank you for appearing on, on Night Roll Above Board this time. I'm, I'm glad I, yeah, didn't, man, this is fun. I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to mis misdirect you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the honesty i would have just done it the last time if you asked <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay dude well uh thanks again we'll we'll uh we'll chat again soon and uh, and hopefully the hockey pool uh is becomes a little bit easier to manage you can make some you can make some fat stacks indeed the fattest of stacks